or good afternoon, good morning, whenever this should find you, you are listening to the Straight Love Podcast. If you're familiar with the podcast, uh, all eight of you, you will know that there are two voices that are part of this podcast regularly and consistently. And uh, I don't usually do the intro, uh, or I don't ever do the intro. That would be the uh, very dynamic Derek Paulson that does that, but it just so happens that my good bestest buddy is vacationing with his lovely family. And so this one is just going to be me. And I have no hesitation in saying he is really the engine of our energy. Um, he really does keep this moving forward and he is uh, exceptional at what he does. So um, I'll miss, uh, definitely will miss Derek on this one, and um, but he will be back. He will be back for the next one. So that I know uh, for sure. Unless he became the president of Mexico, which knowing him is entirely possible and would probably only take him about a week. And so a few episodes ago, however long that was, is Derek suggested a little bit of a challenge, let's call it. And that challenge was to entertain the idea, me, to entertain the idea of doing an episode on my own, which I don't think I would have thought of on my own volition, just to the fact that this is a project of ours and and that's how it feels the best to me but he was really supportive of it and uh and very flattering also which did mean a lot and framed it in a way that actually got me to think of it as well as putting it into the context of maybe it's an opportunity for me to get out of my own comfort zone, which it is. And so my good friend, my buddy pal there, I think he's returning today. Today would be the 17th of December. I thought, well, why don't I have a go on my own? And here we are. And in thinking of doing this, I was a little bit stuck as to, well, I mean, what would I speak about on my own? As I said, Derek is a really good um, facilitator, really good mediator, really good catalyst to ideas and thoughts and getting them out there and bringing them out. And in thinking about all that, I kind of thought, well, this is just now here, me, myself. So why don't I speak about the self, which fits because it's actually been something that's been very much on the forefront for me for the last six to eight months, I'd say. And even more specifically, self-reliance. I think self-reliance is really important. I think being able to depend on yourself, being able to push yourself, being able to count on yourself, to know your capabilities, to grow stronger, to evolve, to learn, to teach. All those things are exceptionally important. 
and they've proven very important to me. And I think without really noticing or intentionally doing this, I've kind of challenged myself over the last, as I said, six to eight months to have a greater degree of self-reliance. And as Derek and I have spoken about before, we're both a little bit on this path of seeing how strong we can get. Now, that doesn't mean, I won't speak on his behalf, but on my own, it doesn't mean that self-reliance is isolation. It doesn't mean that you try to go at everything on your own. But where the challenges come up for me is to say, can I lean on myself here as opposed to someone else? Can I push myself to find a solution to whatever it is, to weather whatever this storm is? And so while I've done that, mostly there have been instances where I haven't and I've looked to other people for help, which I think is part of understanding and realizing and knowing your own strength. What came to me in thinking was that growth happens under controlled stress. So what I mean by that is when we are understanding ourself and our capability and accepting a challenge, seeing something as a challenge, not a problem, something that wasn't a thing for me a handful of years ago. I thought that was kind of just foo-foo stuff, you know, see things as challenges, not problems. But I've really come to learn that when you see things as challenges, then they take on a complexion of, okay, where can I, where can I find solutions? Where can I find options that lead me to solutions as opposed to being stuck in the mire of a problem, which we easily and readily do. And it's not really our fault. It's just, it's preconditioned wiring, which, which is breakable, which is, there is the ability to rewire that. And going back to the growth happens under controlled stress is when you put yourself through something that stresses you out, not in a negative way, which is very, very important, I think, to, to be clear upon. Stress can be very positive. This is an old one. There's leagues and leagues of you know scientific data that lend themselves to concluding upon humans can work really well in an optimal degree of stress. Something that elevates us, heightens your senses, heightens your critical thinking ability, decision-making, your call to action, but doesn't sort of tip you over the edge. I think we spend, in my opinion, a lot of time being too stressed out about things that aren't stressful and also loading ourselves with things to create real stress. I've found, and I think meditation has helped me a lot with this, the ability to pause, to be patient, to find a calmness, to be centered, to find groundedness, you know, all these buzzwords. It gives you a better perspective of what actually is stressful. And I think because of probably a a good few things there's a lot of outside factors that contribute to a greater level of stress that doesn't actually really stress so it's kind of 
I think we're probably a little bit mentally weaker, mentally and emotionally weaker. And just being bombarded with too many things that we're misled into believing we need to be stressed out about. Things that we can't do anything about. Things that we don't need to do anything about. Things that if you didn't even know anything about, you would continue on with your daily life. And the only reason you know about them is because we are way too connected. For me, I would say with a degree of objectivity, I'm not really too connected, I don't think. And so that doesn't really impact me too, too much. But nonetheless, I'm still amongst this daily life with with all of these things that are happening and all the outside stresses. But I found more than ever, I'm able to be more calm, more centered, more within myself. And I think it's because I've challenged myself to not lean too much. Think of how easy it is when something disrupts you or displeases you or whatever the case may be to text someone to even post it on social media. Those things, whether we notice them or not, they lower our capacity to be able to take on challenges. And the thing is, is that I think often when we reach out in that manner, when we reach out in a very impersonal manner, is that we don't get the right kind of feedback. We get the feedback that supports malcontent we get the feedback that supports our complaining we get the feedback that supports the stress and then so we become justified in it we become we feel right about it and i gotta be honest i think really very little of it is useful because it has nothing to do with you most of it at least a, a real big a real big part of it and you know it happens to me too. It happens to me all the time. And, and I'm trying to become more and more aware of it. And it's not easy. I'll be the first person to say it's definitely not easy. And I can even think, you know, numerous instances, for example, being at the gym. Like here, here's another really, I think, important concept that has helped me, I think, in the way that I interact with myself and with the outside world is that we all leave an energetic footprint I, I wasn't always this way, largely because of a lack of awareness. And I think just at the place that I'd been in my life, whether we do it on purpose or not, I think we experience a degree of entitlement to whatever it might be. And it's not true. It's, 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 a, it's not a productive vibration to be at. My intention and my focus is to when I remember, which isn't always, but certainly getting better, is to to know that I have an energetic footprint and I leave that energetic footprint wherever I go. And my intention is to leave a place better than when I got there. Does it work all the time? No, it really doesn't. Um, but most of the time, I think so. And so if that means, for example, for sure, when I'm at the gym, putting things back where, where they should be cleaning up after myself and sometimes cleaning up after someone else. If I'm having a rest period, uh, I'm okay with that. It makes me feel better. 
and it's not really very consequential. But the thing is, is that little steps get you places too. Big steps will do the same. It all just matters how you want to take things on. It all just matters how you want to shift your awareness and your focus. And I think when we learn more about ourselves, when we challenge ourselves to go within, as opposed to projecting all the time, which is really easy, you learn more about your energetic footprint. You learn more about how you carry yourself. You learn more about the things that you say. You learn more about the thoughts that you have. You learn more about, again, that energy and that vibration that you're putting out there. And there are some really tough moments. I mean, there are some very tough moments for me for sure. But the reason I believe and think it's working is because there's less and less of them. And I just feel more in a steady place. And self-reliance and the challenge to not always look outwardly for someone to complain to talk about what this person is doing or isn't doing or how we feel slighted. It doesn't carry us above the situation, which ultimately that's why those challenges arise because the universe, your higher being God, whatever you want to believe in for those that choose to putting these challenges in front of you to go higher, to go to that next level. But it's really easy to stay at that same level of the problem. And in my own time, it's been tough. It's been a challenge for sure to not share things, to keep them all inside. But it's interesting when you think about, for sure there are things that you should should be shared. We, we should look for help. There really are. But I think here is an opportunity to be discerning with oneself and to say, is this really something I need to unload on someone else? Or how would I feel if someone were unloading this on me? Turning the tables is always a good one when we can remember that. I think by challenging ourselves to have more emotional and mental resilience, we, we grow, we evolve. And in my opinion, that's a big part of why we're here, to evolve. And it's easy to look around and see that there's, not, there's a lot of barriers to that. And that's me being pretty judgmental, but maybe sometimes we need to be judgmental. You know, being judgmental in a, in a, in a constructive way, I think also creates change. And going back to what I'd said earlier about these mediums and these outlets that we have so readily available to us to share all these things, I don't think we get that real constructive judgment back. Like how often do we feel comfortable to challenge back at someone and be like, why are you complaining about this? Or why do you have a problem with this? You don't, you don't have to. And maybe that's a good part of the challenge as well is to have that strength is to lift up as opposed to kind of sink down a bit or be on that same level. We all have different circumstances, but we all also don't. And that's why sometimes generalities are the best that things can be in terms of guidance. You know, Derek's spoken very, uh, very well and very insightfully on 
building awareness and cultivating awareness and, you know, tools for that. And we've discussed it before on the podcast in terms of, say, for example, practicing gratitude and, uh, even if it's um if it's writing it down having a journal or maybe a, a morning routine you really do find a shift in perspective you find another level of strength and i find it interesting that something that is very very beneficial and helpful and constructive is that we we as a whole as society are much more receptive and open to mental health and emotional health and communities for that and places to get help and understanding it and and seeing how prevalent things are and how impactful they can be to people and debilitating also though with that comes that wave getting bigger when i speak about the wave is that it's also easy to think something should be impacting you. And so it's easy to think that something is affecting you or impacting you when it shouldn't actually be. I want to be very clear that focusing and, you know, this increased receptivity to mental health is a, is a really, really great thing. Absolutely. But it's also a bit of a slippery slope. It makes me think of the example when a small child trips and falls and is seemingly okay. But if the parent reacts as though the child should be hurt and emotional, there's a good chance that you'll get some tears. However, if the parent kind of says, oh, you're okay, little pat on the bum, you're okay, off you go, the little child will often just be okay. And even that is a form of building emotional and mental resilience and strength. And I, I think we could use more of that. And a really big part of it is to be aware of not operating in isolation, but to be able to identify and understand where we really need help and where we can find an opportunity for controlled stress to help us grow to help us say hey i can take on this challenge by myself or even if i need outside input i can frame it in a way that i am meeting with someone in a in a constructive place to get the help or the direction or the insight i need it reminds me of the quote better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war meaning my interpretation of it is that you can tend to the garden you can make it be beautiful you can be peaceful you can be calm you can be grounded you can be centered but when that garden is no longer a garden or when you're taken out of that garden what skills have you cultivated what strengths have you built to be able to handle whatever is on the other side Whereas if we just practice being a gardener all the time, which we need to have in our skill set, we need to have that character of peace and life and support and growth. But it can't just be that. Because really, 
regardless of what your personal situation or circumstance is, you just have you. You really do just have you. Even if someone lays beside you when you go to bed every night and they're there when you wake up, your thoughts are yours. Your emotions are yours. Your actions are yours. And having strength in resilience in the self doesn't mean, doesn't mean you become hardened and shut down. It just means you can count on yourself. You have that comfort to be able to count on yourself. You have that strength. You have that confidence. Confidence is enormous. Optimism, positivity, all, all enormous in living a fruitful life and living a fulfilling life. For sure, it's a little bit what you're doing, but a lot of it is more how you're doing it that contributes to how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the life that you're living. And with that, I think we will call it an episode. There's definitely a lot less laughs without Derek. So sorry if this was really serious. It wasn't meant to be. Um, be strong. Know that you have strength. And have strength in knowing that you can reach out. Have strength in knowing that weakness is okay. But that weakness can also become stronger. And then you can be strong for someone else. Thank you for listening, for tuning in, for continuing to support us. We do really appreciate it. Um, we enjoy, you know, sharing what we do have to share. And hopefully it uh, is of some value or at least makes you laugh once in a while. And uh, we, we certainly have fun doing it. So, again, appreciate it very much. And try to love yourself a little bit. Bye, everybody.